0: Middle Call! Heavy Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, great to have you. Subscribe to the channel and hit that like button. If you've been uh, waiting for the beginning of the show, then we appreciate that. If you're watching this after the fact, don't be afraid to do the same thing. Like that uh, thumbs up and uh, subscribe to the channel and if you're listening to this podcast uh you are loved and not forgotten thank you very much for downloading thank you for subscribing and if you could be so great thank you for reviewing hit us with a five-star review give us a question in that question tell us also your favorite bar the mailbag will return soon and uh so let's build up some good questions there and make them like you know what the radio business john you remember this calls evergreen which is just it's always good. Like right? people in June and radio do, like evergreen topics, like what is your favorite candy bar, you know, or like uh, uh, if there was a, a a cereal bracket, who gets the one seed? Like those are evergreens. Also, I call them fucking terrible. Yeah, but
1: uh, everybody does them. We don't. Um, but Melbourne. sometimes, sometimes are great. interviews. Like if we just had like a. <laughs> gary v on and just talk business and life like i'd just be one something that would just uh be evergreen jets, jets owner gary v yeah montana if you did like montana in june and just talk like his career and stuff that'd be ever that's true
0: that would be evergreen but also just good that would be good because it's good not good because you could play at any time i want to talk to montana i would love to talk to montana you think we can track him down i'd love to i have tried we got to keep trying all right. Keep remember when there was that, that window where people were commenting on uh Joe Montana's Instagram post with promo code Ham? We might need to bring that
1: back up post Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Joe will be doing at the Super Bowl. I mean, he'll probably be going around Radio Row selling something. But...
1: I, I, do you think Radio Row is gonna be normal down there this year? I probably wonder. Not. I mean I don't know. Radio Row, by
0: the way, another category of things that people love in the industry, but I think is Generally speaking, terrible content. You think people love it in the industry? Well, it's something everybody does, you know, and it, but, but what it would be is to be like, we talked to 45 guys today, all for four minutes, ask them their prediction, and then ask them to tell
1: us about Flex Seal. Or what was the yeah. Dan Marino interview? Remember Dan Marino? A tough actin to nactin or like uh, some cream for your no, blood it, or something? No, I thought, N- I thought uh, nutri- interviewed- nutrition sweet or something.
0: Yeah, maybe it was a nutrition thing, or uh, or maybe it was, uh, you know what I think it was? What's the thing for, I want to say USAA, but the AARP? I think it was like AARP related. Might we
1: interviewed. Now, that Joe, might have been like Eli, Archie Manning. Do we do Archie Manning? We, I don't think we talked to Archie Manning. I wouldn't remember that. It feels like Marino had been doing nutritionism forever, and he was talking yeah. about his health. I thought it was
0: AARP. In any event, for the story, our last year in radio, which was 20. 20- 16 deuces nin- bitches Niners fine on uh Tyree kill Niners hosted the Super Bowl obviously and uh it, that was the that was that that was that year right yeah 2016 yeah. there was there were so, some arguments that happened that, that radio row week because this the station wanted everyone to wear p- p- polo shirts with the station logo on it yeah <laughs> and we refused because uh, we did not want to be walking around Radio Row looking like radio, you know, uh, uh, schlubs, like every guy in the same polo shirt with the logo on it.
1: Even though no to- one was doing that, though, there. No, but know?
0: somehow we became the
1: targets. Greg Papa might have blown up on. Was that related to the polo yeah, shirts or something? I, else? I just think Greg Papa wanted the the boss out of his face and MF'd him like Bill Parcell style. And it just made us very happy. We got to ask Greg about that story the next time we interview him. He shot me. I got a. T- I wake up this morning. Text same. Tannenbaum contact information, please. please. zap. He said please to me. Did he say he please? Might have said to please. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got the same text. I'm glad. To- I wondered if you got that text. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that subject. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's great to have you. Before we really dive in, let's answer. There was a question here, which I honestly wasn't. I didn't have much to add, but you had a take on it because you were just at SoFi. Kevin on the stream said, can you guys give your opinion on the Bay Area man that was beaten into a coma at SoFi Stadium after the game? I actually didn't know about it until I saw that comment. I had to do some Googling. A, a guy who owns a restaurant in Oakland was found, I think, in the parking lot. From what I read, I don't think um, there was any uh, – no one saw the the uh, whatever happened. But I think the evidence was was pretty clear. And I mentioned to you that somebody asked that question and that I didn't really – you know, it's terrible. It's really awful. But you were just at SoFi Stadium and um, had an exp- had a take. Oh, and, yeah, I mean, and I'll add, there was also a story of a woman who... There was a fight in the stands, some drunk people. They fell on her. Her leg gets stuck between two seats. She broke her leg. Somehow, Kittle found her... Well, she's in the ambulance after the game, after the Niner Rams playoff game, and took a photo with her. I saw that on the internet today, but anyway.
1: You know what's funny is when I got involved working in the NFL and then doing the radio stuff with you, you always just sit in the press box, and uh, there's just a level of safety. You know, you're just you are kind of separate from the people. And then once we started this podcast, we we threw it back. And, you know, we were men of the people. We go to games. We sit with the people. And I I would say the one thing about football games that I definitely, over the last three or four years, been to a couple games at Levi's and um, Cal. I wouldn't really count that. It's not the rowdiest crowd. You you have a lot of room. But this game at SoFi, I never felt uh, – you know, I usually feel uncomfortable sometimes in just situations, just a lot of people are drinking and there are a lot of people there and the atmosphere is a little crazy. And maybe part of it is just, we've seen these viral videos over the years of the fights that go on. And uh, when I was walking out of SoFi, there was this bridge. I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast after the game or maybe me I know. I
0: think you just mentioned it to me off.
1: There was off, this bridge uh, because Cronky built this like lake in front, which looks pretty cool. Like it says, SoFi Stadium. I get why he built the lake because like the aerial views, it looks badass. But it's hard to get to the other side where all the cars are. And you go on this bridge that is not very big. It's probably like 10 people side by side wide. Well, there are 75, 80,000 people leaving all at the same time. The majority heading that way. And I just remember thinking like, I remember looking at Scotty and Larry once we crossed the bridge, like something's bound to happen there. And I, I'm not saying that this situation happened there, but I always feel very uneasy at games just because of the amount of alcohol. Like, I, I don't hang out with people to get in fights at bars, you know, but I've been in enough situations when I was younger to see that happen. Like, I and sometimes I, you're not, you know, you're you have being nothing there. You're, you're just collateral damage that I, that's fucking awful. But I'll tell you this whenever I've gone to a game, of, an NFL game the last several years, whether it's at Levi's or, This game at SoFi, I always kind of head on a swivel and just you know just ready for something crazy to happen that I can't even control. I'm never that comfortable in this in my seat. I was this time, but I'd also fucking spend a thousand dollars on a seat. You know, it was. But a couple times at 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 Levi's when I've gone, you know, just me and Hawkins went on a Monday night, and we were there. There was a couple people there that I was like, I don't. Something could happen here. It's not. Sometimes they're just. It's not even people wearing other seats and then we talked about this right before we jumped on like there is going to be a growing animosity again this it, it it's you can't even wrap your head around someone being hurt injured at a game but th- i would say a number one thing going into next year is th- the tensions are going to grow in the situation right there's already a natural built-in rivalry and we don't have that many i would say true hatred rivalries like Alabama-Auburn, Michigan-Ohio State, Eagles-Cowboys. Like, something worse. It's like, this is one I think that's going to escalate, don't you think, down there specifically? Because it's going to be like, take over the stadium. Kyle just kind of was how proud he was, and he should be. Like, he said he got chills. But it's just the alcohol that gets intaked at these events is, it's it's, it's a natural built-in part of the sport, right? What's the number one thing people think when they say, go to a football game? Where are we tailgating? What does tailgate mean? Drinking. Right. Well, the ga- most games, this isn't, we, we don't, this isn't LSU and Alabama. These kickoffs aren't at eight. Most of them are at one. So I, I always say this, like I'm all sometimes shocked. More crazy shit doesn't happen. And I, it's fucking terrible that this person, the chick got just knocked over by people being idiots, right? Just two drunk fans fucking yep. shattered her femur.
0: Yep. I mean, it's, you hate to the odds, just given the volume of people when you get 50,000 people together, right? 80. That something's going to happen. right? Then you go to 80. So it was actually during like early in the game. It was 4 o'clock. I just want to mention his name. His last, I think he's the chef and owner of the restaurant, uh, Daniel Luna, Chef Luna. So that's hopefully that's, uh,
1: hopefully it turns out okay. I know. We'll have to
0: keep an eye. Remember,
1: remember the John. Brian, we remember the Brian yeah. Stowe
0: story really well. Right. I mean, well is it,
1: isn't it kind of still an honor. I mean, he gets well, talked about a lot and yeah. you know. Yep. Um,
0: so the senior bowl's going on right now. This did you used to go to the senior bowl when you were scouting for the Eagles, or was I that went, not part of your No, I went I went twice, yeah. And we've talked about the Senior Bowl every year. Um we've had Jim Nagy on the on the podcast before. Did we have did we Savage? have Phil on the podcast before? I, I'm sure we did. We definitely yeah. had him on the radio show before. We definitely had him on the radio show. But the uh the Uh, Senior Bowl is going on right now, and you know not every quarterback has to be a senior necessarily, but I think one thing that people maybe who don't follow college football that closely, this is the time of year they start diving into what does this quarterback class look like, and the answer is not great. And I think we talked about it on the show the other day. I think this is going to be a consistent theme for us, definitely for you and me. Um, This offseason is how does Trey Lance – next year when he steps into the role that all these other guys this year were in, right? The other guys all played Trevor Lawrence played Zach Wilson played, uh, Justin Fields played and Mac Jones most definitely played. So where does Trey Lance step into that? And you know, the jets, the jets are in a really weird spot because they chose and they chose one spot ahead of Trey Lance. And I think based on what we saw this year with Zach Wilson and we get some, we get some, uh, some feedback on the show from Jets fans every time we talk about Zach Wilson that we're too mean to Zach Wilson. But we saw only a little of Trey. But I think what we saw from Trey Lance, um, what we know of his situation, which is who he plays for and where he plays, what players he has around him. My expectation this year is that Trey Lance looks better this year than Zach Wilson does. That's my expectation this year. And again, part of that is Kittle and Debo and the run game and Kyle and all of that. But, you know, it'll be I don't know. I don't know. Do you think we'll ever get the answer? What would Kyle Shanahan have done if he was drafting second?
1: That's a good question. I, I wonder if the moment they made the trade, they already knew Zach Wilson. So he hadn't dove fully in to Zach Wilson yet. And they're saying they made all-
0: the trade knowing Zach. will the Jets were going to take him. Is I mean, the, mean, one
1: thing they were pretty consistent on is they just had to make a pick between three players. <laughs> And it's like, we knew those three players the whole time. It was weird that they just, you know, kind of locked into Zach Wilson, who, you know, I think showed some flashes this season, but you know, my, my go-to guy in the NFL hated him. So hated him, hated him, him, or just like hated the player as a prospect, just, just the whole thing. I mean, you got it. The player, the, just the whole thing wasn't in, wasn't in out on him. Uh, Now he is physically gifted. And I remember we've talked during the season, right? He made some some flash plays. Yeah, and, and, and Trey has a long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> little Haverman puberty. <laughs> did you? Did, Robert Sala. I saw a headline yesterday said that Makai Becton, their top ten pick a couple years ago at left tackle, is going to have to earn his job in uh, in two thousand twenty two. So like that's kind of what they already got going on. Shit like that. It is a much much smoother. I would say landing spot. Now, someone forwarded me. Maybe it was an Instagram comment. Maybe I saw it on our comments that like uh, Trey Lance is going to find out really fast that unless you go to NFC Championship games, Niners fans are going to be pissed off. Like
0: I, I got that same comment. Yeah,
1: it, I, it, it, it is a unique place to kind of slide into. It's not, you know, a little like Mac Jones. Like Patriot fans were expecting to be good.
0: Right? Not, I think we, we got a. I think we got a taste of it this year, John. If they don't win, it's going to be on. Un- I think fans initially will react towards Kyle Shanahan, even though he just did what he did, taking them to the NFC Championship game. I think a lot of this is going to be can you develop? You picked the guy. Yeah. So can you develop the guy? Did you pick the right guy? You could have picked Justin Fields. You could have picked Max. Well, <laughs> we know he could have picked Mac Jones. Maybe he couldn't have, but you're right. It is a unique spot that, to- sorry, I don't mean to detract from the point you're making, which is he's stepping into a place that the last guy went to two NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and he's flawed, and we he drove us all nuts, but there was stuff that he brought to the table. And the one thing, and we talked about this the other day with Lance, that they talked about how fired up they were, being around the guy and the maturity and how he called Jimmy his best friend for life. and just But just clearly, people really liked the guy, the kid. I mean, he's 21, 22 years old. He's a kid, but... I always marvel at young players that have a ton of pressure on them that are able to handle themselves. Like, I think back to myself when I was 21, 22, like, my maturity level. Like, it it really is – I don't think the young guys get enough credit. Like, can you imagine being 21 years old and just being Trevor Lawrence and just going through what you just went through? Like, how hard that would be? Now, you could say they are more trained because of coming up in big programs. You just learn life different than just an average college kid. But still, man, I – I have a lot of respect for the pressure that's on these guys back, especially in 2000, in the day and age we live in the, the microscope that is on the national football league, right at that position. It's, it's no joke.
0: I, I don't know if you listened to Joe Thomas, if you got to say any of what Joe Thomas had to say on Rosillo's podcast, but they were talking about Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Joe's like, you, you kind of forget. It's not just they went 0-16, it's that they also went 1-15. So Joe's like, long, I played two years, years. Now, the Browns were terrible, but those two years, he's like, I won one game and we'll talk about tanking later. But one thing he said was one thing these people who want to tank don't quite take into consideration is the toll that losing just takes on you, that losing takes a major toll on you. And he said he actually gave Hugh a lot of credit. He's like, I give you credit every week. He actually found ways to fire us up and like make us feel like we had a game plan that we could believe in. Um but when you're the quarterback, it is that light is even brighter and hotter. And when you're a top one, two, three type pick, right? Like I would imagine the stress on Trevor Lawrence was high. Urban took a brunt of what was Jacksonville's heat this year in Jacksonville. So there was national criticism of Urban Meyer. National criticism is easier to avoid in some ways than local criticism, but Urban took it. Zach Wilson's playing for the New York Jets. So the criticism is, it's national, but the hottest criticism is right there in your face every day. And it was, I think, largely about him, not so much Robert Sala. Trey is definitely well protected in that Kyle is established. Kyle will be the first lightning rod. If Trey Lance looks bad week one, I think we'll be talking about Trey, but Kyle's going to have to answer the
1: tough questions, not Trey. Who, who and who will John Lynch uh, bash when Joe Buck asks him whose fault is this when they're losing twenty to ten to the Seattle on uh, Fox primetime? Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be. I don't know that that, that Jay Moore, He looks good. I drafted him. It wasn't his fault. John, this, you guys haven't beat uh, Seattle in seven straight games. That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I do relate to the Joe Thomas thing. I, I'll I never have forgotten that feeling of going into a building the day after a loss and it's early, right? You showing up between six and seven that we've now been in business for, you know, hell, not far away from like a decade. And, you know, we've had pressure when we were in radio to rate since we've been doing this to like, we got to produce or we don't eat, find businesses. There is just, it's a fluid pressure. There's a difference between just a set this morning, like, you know, it's bad. (laughs) It gets better. Like by Tuesday or Wednesday, everyone's chilled. But that, that initial... I would say till lunch of just everyone, it feels like a funeral and there's nothing like it. And that that, there is an element of that, which is always the pushback to like, I don't know how, you know, cover for, or just to have the young guys avoid it. Like ultimately Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields have kind of seen it. I mean, Lawrence and, and Fields already had their coach fired I would say that Trey had a pretty good front row seat of just seeing the ebbs and flows of like a serious high-level season that went really bad and really good. Yeah. Had a front row seat, and he got to dabble. I, I really think that's key that he got to play two games. I, I would not be feel great if we hadn't seen him play those, I mean, two and a half games of reps in meaningful games. Like every rep of his mattered is pretty big. Now, like Zach Wilson, this off season for him just to improve his throwing motion become more accurate Uh, you know the scheme stuff and Kyle mentioned this the other day like you know I I think if they think what he is intelligent wise like scheme isn't going to be that like he knows the playbook now it's going to really be the, the fundamentals the fundamentals the fundamentals because we talk about this like the really the separating part of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers went through the lull and then he got it back was like his fundamentals were shitty Tom's and Peyton's their fundamentals were elite so, to me, if you can hammer home the fundamentals, which you would say that Kyle, for a younger coach, is kind of a stickler for, right? And, I, you know, he is in a fantastic place. Now, the one question mark is just, like, has Kyle ever truly developed a guy? Like, he did deal with Matt Schaub. Then he dealt with RG3 and he hated him. He went right to Kirk Cousins. And then he really had Matt Ryan. And then he's had kind of Jimmy Garoppolo that, while hadn't really played, was had been ready-made and taught at the, you know, the pinnacle of football.
0: Well, I think that what that creates is the question of like, what, the, how does Kyle Shanahan approach Trey Lance this year? Right. Um, and I'm going to say this year moving forward. Cause it is this year now, next year makes it sound like it's far away. This year makes it right now. So let's talk about the football season this year. It's not done yet. There's still a
1: Super Bowl. we're, we're only like three months away from just going to a practice with Trey Lance taking the number one reps. Um. Competition at every position, John, he'll have to earn it. So I
0: think one thing that'll be interesting is like when he coached RG3, what was Kyle's number one goal? Kyle's number one goal was to win games, right? It wasn't, you know, let's set RG3 up to really be his best self three years from now. And by the time he worked with, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, it was pretty well established, like what he was, he took him to another level. The Jets this year, it didn't feel like their number one goal was to win games, right? They kind of let Zach Wilson play, just kind of play it out is almost what it felt like. You agree with that? I mean, obviously they didn't want to lose. I think
1: your number one goal is to win games like starting week one, but early on it was clear they really sucked.
0: Yeah, I I wonder like, is Kyle going to do, is Kyle going to run Trey Lance like 15 times a game? Because I would say that's probably not the best thing for his quarterback development or his safety. But early on, Kyle might think that's the best way for us to win. I think that's going to be a really interesting dynamic.
1: Look at the Bills. I mean, they were running Josh Allen. He's paying him $150 million. I know. No, I know. And it's, it's now Josh ideally. Better, I'd say Josh is a better runner than Trey.
0: Ideally, you can do both, and the guy protects himself he doesn't get hurt. And but as you pointed out, Lance did get hurt this year. Slide. Yeah. I, I just think it's going to, it's going to be fascinating to me. Like, what is it? You can't go all in on just quote unquote development. Like let's let's make sure you can get a I don't know. You it's it's a weird I don't No, I'd you say can't I put a number off, on that the,
1: balance. The the OTAs is is with a young player to me is all you develop 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 develop. And, and the older guys, you know, Debos and the Kittles just get to hone their craft, right? But to me, trade development in the off season is is huge. Training camp it gets harder. But I do think the the OTA period, once they get back together, you know, you get to have, you, you get to mold a little clay. <laughs> you know, ultimately he made this pick. I, I would say that the biggest area, like this offseason, that's going to be the number one topic with the 49ers, right? It's Kyle and Trey. Like, what's it fucking look like? It's not like, is Debo? I don't know, kicks ass, we know it. Like, what's he really doing in OTAs? Who cares? Nick Bosa. They just, fuck, just let him stay in the, I wouldn't even make him practice. It's just like, right. what is Trey? Trey, Trey, Trey. It was kinda like that last year, but it was more Trey versus Jimmy. The moment Jimmy gets dealt, it's gonna be just relentless. And I do think it'll be fascinating to see truly what like do they sign a veteran backup? Like do they want him around, or do they feel like last year was enough and they have enough around him with Kyle already? I don't know. I I think you could go both ways. I think
0: having a guy who and you, Kyle, you heard Kyle Shannon talk about quarterback room. I think having a guy that just knows what it takes in the room
1: is. Well, didn't the, remember a the really Jets. The Jets didn't do that, and it, it was unfair to him. I think. Yeah, what were the Jets afraid of? Somebody take somebody being better than him. I just wonder if they can. Like, can Fitzpatrick
0: even, not be the backup for a good young quarterback because he takes his job like he did in Miami?
1: I mean, Joe Douglas is an offensive line guy and a and a tough guy, and Robert Saul is a defensive guy. Maybe you don't even think like that. What did Kyle say this year? That's the best quarterback room. I value the quarterback room. Why? Because I'm in it.
0: Yeah. And he was talking about like
1: the camaraderie in the room, not the most talented room. He was talking about the workability of the room. If they do sign a veteran, it's going to be, and I don't know if this is a scheme fit, but it's going to be a Foles type. Like they're going to want a high level, good guy, elite character that people swear by. Say one thing for Chase Daniels. You can make fun. He's robbing people. People fucking like that guy. Because I've even heard Herbert talk about him. Like he loves him. There is a value to that. I, my buddies with the Bears years ago before Nagy got there, their backup was Mark Sanchez. You know why? They're just like, we just love Mark Sanchez. People just like him in the building. He, he just, he's a positive, sometimes having a positive guy in the, in a room, who wants to have a miserable guy? Um, You know, Nick Foles'
0: cap, uh, cap hit, Nick Foles' cap hit this year is $10.6 million. He's not a free agent. His dead cap is 7'6". I can see Tyrod. Foles might just be the Bears' backup.
1: Foles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tyrod or Jacoby. I think both those guys would be good options.
1: Foles. Now, granted, he had earned it because he won some playoff games and obviously the Super Bowl. But I I would just think about, like, every so often, maybe every other day, just shoot my agent a text, be like, you the man, bro. (laughs) Because he got in that contract with Jacksonville because that contract is still carrying over, right? They traded for it. Yeah. Wasn't it's that part, part of, why, of the deal? It's like who can trade? For why he's not a cult.
0: It was, like, it was gonna cost a lot. It's like uh, Nick, if you don't want to be the third stringer, you're gonna have to give some money back. Nick's like
1: the hell I am. I'll tell you, to me the number he that top- it, I got my ring, dog. Guy, the number that tops everyone this year is Tannehill's dead cap is fifty seven million dollars this well, let's, season. Let's talk about that actually, now that you mention it.
0: Multiple sources. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is building a home in Franklin. The second thing, a source tells me Rodgers would be, quote, open to joining the Titans. That's all I was told, open to joining the Titans, and they talk to another source in which at least some of Rodgers' current Green Bay Packer teammates think there is no way Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. All right, that was from Jared Stillman of uh, 102.5 The Game, talking about Nashville. He he says Franklin, he knows where Franklin is. It's a suburb of Nashville. And he was doing air quotes there if you weren't, if you're listening to the podcast during his uh, report on Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's like
1: like Nashville's Cherry Hill. You know, it's like they're, you know, super nice, big suburbs, a lot of space. I think it's where a lot of the country music stars live. It feels like a good place for Aaron. Yeah, Uh,
0: the Titans are not a easy fit, though, based on what you just said, that the number is over 50 million dollars dead cap for Ryan Tannehill.
1: When I went to Ryan Fry's bachelor party in 2018, I remember getting in the Uber bullshitting with him as he drove me to the hotel and this guy telling me that at the time, Nashville was the fastest growing city. This is pre-COVID movement, which accelerated everything. It was the fastest growing city in America. I remember him saying a number. It was like averaging 500 people a day. Or what, I remember him saying it, it was kind of crazy. It has accelerated since. No state income tax there. You could just enormous properties and people really enjoy it. Downtown Nashville. I remember leaving, texting my brother like, I wonder if we should invest in something here. Uh, it's fucking awesome. So to me, building a place there, a lot of people have just moved there. I don't think is that crazy. Like that just in itself, rich people own stuff. And it would make a lot of sense there. So I don't put much stock into that. I think if Ryan Tannehill wasn't a $50
0: million quarterback dead cap, it, the team would actually make a lot of sense for Aaron. I think it would make sense for him to play for the. to say, like, my list, I want to go to the Titans. A, they're in the AFC, right? You agree the NFC is out for the Packers? Yes. Or just specifically the Niners are out? Like, would they trade him to the Buccaneers?
1: But the Bucs draft picks are so terrible.
0: No, you understand what I'm saying, though. Like, are they just cutting every NFC team out? Like, we are not going to compete against the NFC, or would they just take
1: the best picks they could get? I. I feel the Niners are out. When you just say the Buccaneers, like would the Packers care about the Buccaneers, Panthers. Their picks now, are good.
0: Now he's got to agree too, right? You can't acquire Aaron and have him be difficult. Like you feel, do you, feel, do you feel like with.
1: he'd play for the Bucks after Tom or go to the no? Panthers?
0: I I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. So there really isn't an NFC team then, unless it were the Giants. Maybe would he want to play for the Giants?
1: If this team State needed, a, if this, if this team needed a quarterback, you would say. If you're the Titans, why wouldn't you trade three ones and two twos for Aaron Rodgers? And he'd want to go there and it would make sense, right? Now, here would be my pushback if I'm Green Bay. And part of this is just the same thing if I'm Denver. You do that deal. If I trade Aaron Rodgers with the Titans, they were the number one seed with Tannehill. <coughs> what the hell would they look like with Aaron Rodgers?
0: Yeah, I, well, it, it begs the question, which is why don't you trade a team to a team in your conference or a team in your division or your rival?
1: Cause you know, they're going to be good.
0: Right. But I mean, ultimately he's Aaron Rodgers, wherever you send him is going to, they're going to be good. They might be in the super bowl. It's like, do you want to play Aaron in the NFC championship game or do you want to play him in the super bowl? Well, you know, if they trade Aaron Rodgers, what are the odds that the
1: Packers win the NFC championship game? Well, you'd argue then the most valuable pick you're getting would be this year's pick the day you trade him, right? The pick you already have the number to, cause you, I you think try- have to assume yeah. the numbers are going to go to the twenties moving forward. Right. Well, are you trying to win this year if you're the Packers? Well, I mean, are you, are you doing do a double whammy? If Aaron's gone, then to me, is Devonte probably gone too? And are you just going to have six ones over the next two years and two twos? Which feels like know. they might. It doesn't feel like anything Lafleur would want to be a, would want to do. Like I, but but if Aaron if Aaron awesome. forces your hand, it might just be time to pivot.
0: Yeah, and then you try to work with Jordan Love or what? Get get another quarterback. Get Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: In fairness to Goudakis and Lafleur. If Aaron is adamant, like if it, the story comes out, he he's demanding a trade. You can't really blame them, right? They tried. They did everything humanly possible. They they repaired the org. I give them credit, especially Goody. He he like got him Randall Cobb. He started asking him about practice squad guy. They tried. It was just what the fuck are you supposed to do? He says, "I'm not playing there anymore." I think he just and I think the fans respect you. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame I don't blame the
0: Packers either for being in this situation. But I think the question becomes, do you take the best compensation you can get or do you keep them away from you? And if you're going to rebuild, then you could argue you just take the best compensation you can get. And if that happens to be the whoever, the Vikings, then you just do it. Like, was it really that bad that Brett Favre played for the Vikings? No, but
1: they had Aaron Rodgers, right? So if you believed in Jordan Love. Dif- different though, wouldn't you say, because he was older. You know, you trade them that you couldn't trade them in the division.
0: Yeah. I know this. If the NFL was the NBA, the Titans thing would be realistic because you'd go FedEx rich. They own the Titans. Who cares about a quote unquote cap? It's a soft cap. We'll incur. We'll incur the, you know, million dollars, two million dollar penalty for every million dollars over whatever. But it doesn't work that way in the NFL.
1: Fifty seven million is a huge hit if the cap's 210, right? Yeah. You can't just outspend the cap, right? Like you can in the NBA. No. They I would base, say if the, if there was that little $30 million extra that you could right, pay. Right, you at, can't go over. Like, the cap is the cap in the NFL. It's hard capped, yeah. 57. To me, if that number was like 20, I'd be like, well, they'd be in play. 57's too big. I think they stuck.
0: John, 57's too big. His 38.6, that's just his cap hit as the quarterback of the Titans is too big. How much is he making? Well, 29 base, five signings, so 34. Plus, some restructure 4.6,
1: cap hit 38.6. I think the worst thing you can do is just pay a non max player max money. Yeah. And even though this isn't the contract, I think it's relatively short, it still hits you for these two, three years where you just, they would pivot if they could. John, let's tell the people about betterhelp.com slash ham pod, affordable private
0: therapy at betterhelp.com slash ham pod, available to you anytime and anywhere. Our listeners, get started today and enjoy 10% off your first month. The discount code HAMPOD is automatically applied when you go to betterhelp.com
1: slash HAMPOD. Yep, guy. I mean, the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues. We get annual checkups uh, and go to the gym to maintain physical health. Our mentals are no different. And the best part about BetterHelp, guy is it's online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapy uh therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh it's much more affordable than in-person therapy which you know anyone that's ever been knows that can get really really expensive. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? So true. You know, we invest in literally everything from the way we look to you know paying a lot to go to gyms to you know where we live. Yet, our, our, like Marshawn said, our mentals, you know, our, our mentals, is, it's very, very important to keep those sh- uh, sharp. Betterhelp.com slash Uh
0: Licensed professionals, okay? Licensed professional counselors. They specialize in depression and stress, anxiety, relationships, uh, sleeping, trauma. So it's not self-help. It's not a crisis line it's professional counseling done securely online you can send a message to your counselor anytime you get timely thoughtful responses you can also do uh scheduled weekly video or phone sessions all without the uncomfortable waiting room so betterhelp.com slash ham pod that's b-e-t-t-e-r help dot com slash ham pod do it go get it
2: butcherbox.com slash ham pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
0: The Aaron storyline is going to carry us. The uh, Trey Lance off mm, preseason next year, this year, is going to carry us. There's a lot of uh, NFL draft is going to carry us. Um, Tanking right now is carrying. I think the NFL should, I mean, get a lottery. But uh, the Dan Snyder story, the Commanders, Brian Flores. I mean, there's a lot going on right now for a Super Bowl bye week. So let's get into some of that stuff. The Commanders, stupid name or good name? Well, I think
1: we both agreed we like the football team. Why did they change? Why didn't they just stick with the football team? The jerseys look good. A lot of people do it in the EPL, just the soccer club. Just be called... Very progressive yeah. soccer. Yeah. I, I don't know why they were so dead set on changing. And I, I do think it's kind of easy to make fun of. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, like, they were anti-Redskins, so you just picked the people that were in charge of taking them out, right? It's like... I mean, if you really dive deep into it... <laughs> but it's like, what... It's so, an easy one to say, but I don't know. I, I I think it's kind of stupid. I think the uniforms are awful.
0: <laughs> I don't like the name either, but I think the uniforms are awful. I've seen some people say they like the new W logo. I think the uniforms are bad. I liked football team. The, there, I, The more I thought about it, though, there was a basic problem with football team, which is the reason that your name is football team is because your other name basically got you got forced to change your name. Commandos would have been better. Commandos would have been sweet, um, but the one problem with the football team is it's a constant reminder of like, how did their name become football team? Oh, well, the league, after a long battle, made them change their name. Don't they people didn't want forget, to forget,
1: though. No one like, why are the Lakers called the Lakers? Yeah. Well, because they come from Minnesota. Oh, I
0: just think he kind yeah. of forget. I agree the, the other problem with the football team is it's just hard to say in a touchdown call touchdown. Football team. But, but that's you being the
1: broadcaster. No one worries about it, right?
0: Which is hard to say it. Oh, what about football team? What about WFT? There's no abbreviation. It does no throw Jags, people off. Yeah, it does. Niners. Throw what about football team? The skins. But I thought it was yeah. so quirky. It was so good. I'm with you. I would have stuck with it. The uniform change is bad. The name. I saw somebody make this point, and I do think there's some truth to it. Like, is there ever been a new name? Red Wolves is good. No, it's not terrible. Is there a new name? that like immediately you like even names that are new ish, like Re- Tampa Bay Rays is kind of all oh, diamond. Ba- I think Diamondbacks is good. I will say that. I think Diamondbacks What, what were good. they before they were, they were an expansion franchise. So they just appeared out of
1: nowhere. Oh, you're just, saying, yeah, they've been the Diamondbacks the whole time. I was like, they had a different name. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, like no like if you said
0: the San Francisco baseball team is getting a new name today and it's the Giants. Everyone be like, what? The Giants, but it's been around for, you know, 100 years. So it kind of works. Actually, I don't know if it's been 100, but
1: Arizona Cacti, Arizona Rattlesnakes. You know, well, that's you why Diamondbacks screwed, works. You so could have like, screwed Cardinals. it up. But
0: they came from St. Louis. Yeah, I understand. But I'm just saying, like right now, if you had an Arizona football team, you wouldn't name them Cardinals. No, they would be a snake or a cacti. The Vikings, actually,
1: it's a great name. Would it feel cheesy if you came up with it today, though? Phoenix Coyotes. Isn't that Gretzky's team? Yeah. It's not terrible. I, I was playing know. golf in Arizona this summer, and the, I saw some coyotes. Uh, yeah, not terrible. Seattle I'll, Supersonics,
0: great name. What about the but Seattle they, Kraken?
1: Kraken. Hmm. What's uh, what's what's the Vegas hockey team?
0: Aces. No, that's the WNBA team. Vegas hockey team is the. I don't know. I, I feel like it's not terrible though. Did hockey go on strike, or are they they playing for sure?
1: Uh, um. Great
0: question. No, they're playing. Actually, I saw them the other day. Golden Knights. Golden Knights. Golden Knights. That, that's pretty good. Mariners is a great name. Mariners is good. <laughs> I don't know. Was that supposed to be Vegas? What
1: is that supposed to be? Yeah, it could be, yeah. Um.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't the know. The Vegas
1: that. Benders, just on a bender. Vegas Benders, yeah. That one's pretty good.
0: Dallas Cowboys is good. Titans, I think, is weird. Um, Orlando Magic. What is what is that about? Uh, Mickey Mouse, Disney. Yeah, maybe.
1: It's hard. It's Chargers
0: is good. Rams is
1: good. You're right. They they were is good. Yeah, they were in a position where their kind of backs were against the wall, and they probably felt like they had to pivot. I do think they could have gotten through it. Just said, hey, we're gonna sit on the football team for a couple years and just see how it goes, and we're not in any huge rush. I think that would have been the play. That would have been my play. But to me, you have to at some
0: point go like, "All right, we've changed our team
1: name. Not, we're just going to ride it out for another three years and see what happens." I know. That's why I would have. I would have said, "I'm going to ride it out and never changed it." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Utah. I just think you naturally Jazzed just become Louis- accustomed. Like, totally. Where are, the, where are the Clippers from? Weren't they from like Mississippi or Louisiana or San Steel? Diego? San Diego. Clipper, okay. clipper <laughs> ship or yeah, clipper yeah, boat yeah, or no, something. No, no. <laughs> Much closer. You're right. <laughs> Uh, the, what what's a Dodger?
0: I thought it was like a train Dodger from being in Brooklyn, like the trolley cars. See, but no, no one even knows. Great it's name, just, yeah, Dodgers exactly. is a great name. L.A. Dodgers. Uh, Razor Ramon says worst
1: new name: Guardians or Commanders. They're,
0: they're both Guardians. They're, they're both kind of the, the same, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they feel the exact the equivalent of each other. Yeah, not know, feeling man. either
0: one. Snyder's. Could His have name after the team like Paul Brown. What if he had just been like, you know what? We're the Washington Snyders. Remember, I, th- I think God. the
1: brown one's a pretty easy one because you just use the colors. Right. It's a But color. it's
0: such a weird thing, like our color.
1: It's, I know, but they were it's, already it's so, so far red? in. It's like, who gives a fuck?
0: I, well, yeah, now you're just. But that was not, you know, the Brown, the new Cleveland Browns were not a quote unquote. Ex, they were an expansion after both the, ra- the Ravens is another one thing. Like, but now you're just used to it. Ravens at the time kind of felt weird.
1: I think the Ravens actually kind of works. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but, if it, but if if a team started a day and called the Ravens, we'd be like, what a dumbass name. Yeah.
0: Uh, Brian Flores. I, I think one of the things that people have said, I've heard this mo- multiple times. Tell me if you agree with this. No matter what, you've got to respect that Brian Flores might have ended his NFL career. And I've been wondering, my first reaction was, I think he'll work in the league again. Um, But just because he's proven to be a good coach. But I don't know. I mean, I I think history would tell you whistleblowers usually don't get to work in the industry, if you would call them that, right? Would they don't get to? You sue the league, like you don't get to work in the league after that. But I do wonder about it, John. I, like the one thing with Brian Flores was he clearly is a good enough head football coach. Now is he good enough in the building to get people to like? Would he have five years from now? Could he have done it five years? Because there are questions about like how is he difficult to work with? Right? Is he? Like all the other
1: Belichick I mean, there guys? Aren't, there aren't questions that have been answered. They couldn't run him out of the building fast enough.
0: Like all the other Belichick guys, right? Yeah. Like, the, this is the reputation. Him. He has the Belichick guy's reputation, but he clearly is a better coach than any of the other Belichick guys have been as head coaches.
1: I know a couple people that I was just texting with some assistant coaches. They all thought that he would never work in the league again. Uh, the more I thought about it, it's just unlike a player. Like, it was pretty clear early on that, like, Kaepernick was never coming back. I, I, I'm with you. I thought about it. My first reaction was that too. And then the more I thought, like, I don't I I think there's a decent chance that he is a coach again. Now, it might have to be an assistant coach again before he's a head coach. But just... He's only forty years old. You think
0: him and Bill could work together after the? I wonder if him and Bill could work together after the text. But yeah,
1: I, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, he he didn't. Did, I I didn't read the suit. I know you did. Was that the leading? That how it started? It's pretty early. I've got it
0: here somewhere. Uh, it's pretty early in the in the lawsuit because it's kind of. It seems like that is the that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him. That he. And I can't understand, right, if you go into an interview knowing that they've already made up their mind not to hire you, that would be a pretty, I think, emotional thing.
1: I, I agree. And the one thing he wrote in that is that it was a dream job. My only pushback would be they just hired a general manager who was coming from Buffalo, and it was every single human had been talking about Brian Dayball. If this guy got a job, Brian Dayball is going to be his head coach. So I don't know how you'd be totally shocked. You know, like, clearly, there are sham interviews going on every single year, all the time. It happened... You know, Mark Davis took a lot of shit for his sham interviews with, uh, you know, T. Martin and some of those guys once they hired Jim Harbaugh, or not, I mean, not Jim Harbaugh, John Gruden. That I I just they had already hired a general manager, right? That that'd be my thing, and I had been told by people in the NFL that like John Mara, because he loves Belichick, guys really wanted the GM to talk to him, but this guy had already been dead set on hiring Brian Dable, and I also think it's. I think some of the reaction has been about like knowing about jobs, you know, especially from the media has been a little disingenuous. I, I think in different industries, you just know things. I'm not saying Brian knew. I, I I understand where he could be really mad. I mean, I don't think anyone told him like Dable has the job, even though he knows all these guys, right? Him and Dable had worked together forever in New England. But you know, I can put in my own shoes twice: once with you, and once in the NFL. I knew I was fired before I was fired. I also knew the person replacing me before I was fired. You know, I I think in certain jobs and public jobs, there are just a lot of well-known things that are going on. Even while the sham of it all, like I had to keep working, even though I'd already been replaced. Yeah. You know? And I think the NFL is an example of that. And I think pro sports in general of just a lot of just shams for optics that happens. And I, I understand like, why he's fucking mad well it's that kind of goes back to
0: mark davis's point right like if i've decided i'm hiring a coach why am i going to disrespect another coach that's i think this is where mark davis is coming from disrespect a coach make a coach feel the way that brian flores feels by interviewing them when i know i'm not hiring them i think that's been mark davis's point he hasn't said it that way necessarily but i think that's been his point um you know, the league knew it had a hiring problem because it created the Rooney rule. And then it knew that the Rooney rule wasn't working because it updated the Rooney rule. They punished Mark 2021. They updated the rule again. Now the minimum was two minority coach interviews for a head coaching job, not counting your own internal candidates. Um, and so they know they have a problem. And I like, to me, there's a lot of things in, uh, I read the whole document on um, Wednesday night. There are a lot of things in there that are not, you know, like uh, 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 Eric Bieniemy not getting a job, right? It's not new information to us. These There are a lot of things that as they make the case that are pieces of information that have been that are thing, arguments people use all the time. I thought the most damning thing, again, is something that everyone knows. They just put a photo of every NFL head coach in, in the lawsuit. And it's just it's hard to it's impossible. It's not hard. It's impossible to ignore the fact that the league has one black head coach right now. Um, that is the part that is just, it's, it's, you can't explain that away. Now, I also think it has not a lot of black offensive coordinators. I think as a part of that, there are more black defensive coordinators than offensive coordinators, but I think offensive coordinators, we can probably find exceptions to this probably tend to rise faster or offensive coaches at least tend to rise and then become head coaches faster. So I don't know. I don't know how you solve that. That's my ultimate problem. I don't know how you solve it because clearly the Rooney rule is not a solution, especially to go back to Flores, John, if you're a guy like Brian Flores, who doesn't need, Brian Flores doesn't need his name out there. Brian Flores doesn't need to be in, his, in the hiring cycle, right? Brian Flores doesn't need the experience of a nine-hour interview. He doesn't need that stuff. And so that's where you go, wait a second, guys. Like, I get who this is intended for, but this is not intended for me. This is not intended for me. Um and I can I I can if I put myself in his shoes understand that act specifically, um I can understand how it would set him off.
1: Yeah, I mean one one thing that just follows him that that everyone in the league talks about is and this goes back to the Belichick guys is he was miserable. People fucking despised to, to him to work in that with, building to work, to work with and for and firing coach people couldn't stand the guy. And, you know, the a lot of these guys like Brian Flores, if he wouldn't have sued, like, let's just assume he never works in the NFL game, would not only have not, he would have worked in the NFL, he would have got another opportunity for sure. Now, he I, I saw he had some quotes like he understands what he's doing. But like, you know, several other African American coaches, they got fired, you could argue wrongfully, right? Caldwell, Dungey, they not only got second jobs, they were considered like people liked him. Like there is something, you know, Harbaugh yesterday didn't get offered the job. You know, I, I think he's actually improved his reputation, but these there's a reason Josh had to wait so long. People couldn't stand the guy. So there are elements, like, the race thing is, if you we talk about this and we're involved in the NFL, that, that's a, that's a longstanding topic. And then there's the topic of just, like, the guys that get fired for being truly assholes and are, you know, ultimately, he didn't make the playoffs. And it goes back to them trying to get him to tank and him refusing to tank. And that tanking, like, let's face it, it's not just oh, random tank. That tank cost them Joe Burrow, cost them Joe Burrow, and they ended up taking the little fucking quarterback with the weak ass arm and and fucked up and didn't take Herbert, and then they couldn't make the playoffs. And I've thought, like, listen, Stephen Ross, clown. But if I own the team and I want him to tank, even separate from the hundred grand, I understand like not being able, like, what regardless, coach some coaches are assholes, being able to look at them straight. Like you won, guy. They were three and eleven. With two games left, the second-to-last game they played the Cincinnati Bengals and won in overtime, and won in overtime. And I had been telling you all year long, like it's your first year on the job, tank. And he refused. And then, and then a couple years later, I'm watching this little quarterback that we all hate. Even Brian Flores hated him. He's screaming at him all the time. Well, reports like, I get where the tension, you know, started from the management because I don't even think Stephen Ross cares whether you're an asshole or not. Just wants to win. Right, they, they they blew it up for a reason, and he didn't go through with it. Uh, and that's yeah. a, obviously you keep know, be, their
0: jobs if they win. And his best path to winning was losing first. I think the the thing was specifically with Stephen Ross, as it relates to tanking. I can also understand Brian Flores being on board with tanking, but not being on board with, you're going to pay me a hundred thousand dollars to, to, to coach these
1: games differently. But you are already right? three and 11. I, I get it. No, right I understand. On. Once you get to three and 11 to me, there is, I, I can't, I can't have a normal conversation. I can understand September week two. We're oh, and one like tank it. Like I completely get it. We talked about this with Bosa thing. They got very, very lucky. Imagine if they had fucked up and not got Nick Bosa where they would be, they would not be where they're at. Yeah. Like, Tanking, my- I I am anti-tanking to my core, but I am not anti-losing at the end of the season when you suck.
0: Yeah, no, I know. You've been consistent with that. Mike says, could have taken Herbert still. Um, I I think there's two separate things going
1: on. One and I, will Flores- def- I if, if you told me that Brian Flores was adamant we should take Herbert and the other guy wanted Tua and he went out, I'll defend. T- but it's like I've read enough stories that like kind of make that they, a they little wouldn't, unclear. They couldn't
0: have taken Tua over Burrow, right? Burrow was... I think by that time, Burrow was the Burrow consensus. Was vi- clearly, yes, yeah. it wasn't that way ahead of time before the year. Uh, but I, but I do think there's two different things going on with Flores. There is Flores, and then there is, like I said, if there's 58 pages of that document. I read them all. The photo of all the head coaches, and this has been you could if you took any photo of any given year over the last over the history of the league, right? It's just it's that's an undeniable piece of. Now that doesn't mean that John Elway doesn't want to hire an African American coach, right? But what it does mean is there is a lack of – there is a lack – there is something – John wasn't happy today. No, John wasn't happy. But I think it comes from the lack of – I think it comes – the next step down is the lack of black offensive coordinators specifically. And then you keep going and keep going down the list. And some would say, well, you go to the top. Like, there's never been a black owner. And so, you know, if you you assign um, blame or credit for anything, you generally start at the top. And it's going to be hard to fully have any sort of change until that part changes. And that part, you know, like I said, we, we, we do we're have five, about in the people. last
1: two years, five African-American GMs. They've all hired white guys, though.
0: Yeah. And now, I think now, I think GMs is a part of it, too.
1: Now, I could also say that like Ryan Poles, the Eric B conversation, Ryan Poles was with Eric B enemy for last every single year. Eric B enemy has been there. Did he get to hire the head coach? I, I don't know. You're Probably saying not. the
0: owner can say, "Hey, we're giving you this job." I'm we not really even like. saying
1: the owner. I think the McCaskies just like let Polian hire everybody. That's the way it kind of played out. It feels like so. Now would he have hired? Like, I, who, no one knows. Like, hey, hey, Ryan Poles, what do you think of Eric being? Like, I would never want him to be my head coach. What if he just said that? Because I don't think he's a head coach. Quessy, why did you hire? you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell, Jim. O'Con- yeah. Kevin O'Connell. I don't know. Cause I know him. Cause I think he's good. Or because we wanted a cheap head coach. Yeah. We wanted to be able to influence. I don't know. There are a lot of variables, but this is why I keep going back to is I think each
0: of these individual situations for the most part can be understandable. Wh- what year after year after year, the group photo doesn't change all that much. And that is striking. I can't explain that one away.
1: Well, if, da- if Dan Campbell can be a head coach, do Staley can be a head coach. If Jim Tom Sula and, and Joe Judge and some of these clowns, I, I j- fucking do Staley with oh, that's, his part, eyes that's part of the argument. It's like no, I know. Look at well, the string of guys out. the Giants have hired, right? Well, I mean, I to me, best college coach Tim Skipper. I fuck I, and listen. I understand them hiring Jeff Tedford, but like you tell me, Tim Skipper couldn't coach in the Mountain West as a head coach. See some of these guys. I mean, give me a
0: break. Yeah, mate, well, I hope he will, and maybe by G- being on Jeff's staff, he will. But for sure. At 58 pages, I, I think the thing that you could, that's the hardest thing to argue with is just the, basically the group photo. And every year, the group photo doesn't change all that much. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody for hanging. Don't forget, hit that like button on your way out the door if you're watching the YouTube. As always, we appreciate that. And uh, we'll keep it rolling. Later, everybody.
2: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes